This week on the Rail Splitter podcast, we are going to talk about a newly released trailer and maybe get to the book club. We'll see what happens. Welcome to the Rail Splitter Podcast, the Abraham Lincoln Podcast. I am your co-host, Mary, and joining me tonight is Rail Splitter Jeremy. Hello, everyone. And Rail Splitter Nick. What up, Rail Split Nash? For those of you who take a time out of doing your flim flam TikTok dance video, uh, we appreciate you. Catch your breath, listen to this, and then go back to flim flamming. <laughs> All right. I did not predict flim flam, so nope, was... the streak is alive. That's right. We were going to start taking bets on what he was going to open the show with. Um, anyway, so oddly enough, today is World Book Day as we are recording this. We all love books on the show um but we are gonna lead off with something that uh i'm so gonna it's, say it's uh, world book day like world book day not world book day like the encyclopedias i had as a kid in my basement the world book yes world okay. like world literally world space world book, book okay world right. space I'm, I'm book, not, not the encyclopedias okay um anyway we are going to lead off with a um a newly released trailer, which we actually talked about it. I think it was a month and a half ago on the show, but we went into it kind of blindly. They'd taken the trailer down and we couldn't really talk about it. We may get to our book club tonight, which we're going to be discussing chapters four through six, but we'll see how that goes. This might turn into a two-parter. It might turn into where we just talk about the trailer, but typical rail splitter fashion. We don't quite know where we're going to go with this one, but it will be a good ride along the way i think um anyway so last night or i guess yesterday their history channel released a trailer for a new miniseries that is going to come out uh, memorial day weekend it's three parts and it is about general grant and uh i don't quite know how to describe my level of excitement i don't know if COVID's finally getting to me or if i'm just that much of a fangirl of civil war generals especially uh Sherman and Grant that uh, I get this excited about it. Um, but we all watched the trailer before, like just separately all watched it. And um, it was funny to see some of the reactions <laughs> from Nick and Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy's like a kid at Christmas, like watching it, like, this is awesome. And that was pretty much my reaction. Nick was kind of quiet. <laughs> Nick, Keep in mind, Nick is quite quite the documentarian in his own right. So yes, he's, he he tends to be a tough crowd. Yes. So this miniseries has um, involvement of Leonardo DiCaprio, who a few years ago was rumored to um, possibly be going to play General Grant in a biopic directed by Steven Spielberg, which almost sounds too good to be true. And it also has the involvement of Ron Chernow, which. I haven't read his book yet, but I have a couple of opinions on his involvement in this from what I've read about his book and just from other Grant bios that I've read. So first thoughts, guys. What do you think? Somewhat going in order, I guess, and I don't know if that's how I'm going to do it. But first thoughts, I guess, for me, (coughs) historically, or I guess throughout my documentary viewing life, I've always like really disliked dramatizations. Like the, I think in like the nineties and early two thousands, if you saw a documentary with like, it was always like super cheesy. If they had any sort of dramatization in there, like you could tell it was like, you know, low budget, you know, the, the actors were, you know, not, not the most talented or maybe didn't have the most experience. And it just kind of was like, you know, I think Ken Burns kind of changed the game on that. Like, you know, he, he, he showed that you could have a still image, tell a story and you didn't have to have action. You didn't have to have video, um, you know, and he kind of redefined a lot of what documentary was when there wasn't any footage, but this man, like they, they brought it, you know, like it, it looks like a Hollywood, not even a Hollywood, but like a, a high level production. It looks less of a dramatization and more of a recreation. Um, you see like, 
you know, like there's a shot in there where a guy appears to get his arm blown off, mm-hmm. you know, and like um, the actors uh, that, who play Grant, Grant has most of the dialogue. Sherman has a little bit. There's a silhouette of Lincoln in there seem to be pretty good. You know, I mean, it's, it, it looks that, that element of it, I'll, I guess I'll talk about first and to say that I was, uh, I'm looking forward to, and I think it's going to be well done with that particular piece. Cause normally I'm like, not a huge fan of that, but I think it's going to work out well. Yeah, I think it's got a it's got a Leo budget, <laughs> um, so you know Leo's not going to get himself attached to. Well, I shouldn't say that because he probably does some independent stuff, but um, yeah, the production value of the reenactments is probably the best. I, I'm not going to say the best I've ever seen because I don't know if you guys Wormwood, which is like a doc on uh, Netflix. That's the best reenactments mm-hmm. I've ever seen, but. This is definitely in the ballpark as far as taking place before 1900 and war reenactments. This, based on the trailer, it looks to be the best production value I've seen in a doc. The interview setups look great on the historians that they're interviewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell a lot by production costs there when you see the interview setups. Those look slick. So I think it's going to have a fine balance between some good um, analysis from your historians with uh, the storytelling um through the you know the images from the battle mm-hmm. uh, the guy who plays ground i don't know who it is but he looks especially in the uniform he looks dead on yeah um he... not as as much when he's there's a couple clips where he, this looks like it's going to span more than just the civil war time period for grant too um so i don't know how good he looked necessarily in the white house but then again i've seen a bunch of pictures there but as far as the battle scenes look i mean he looks legit there's a cool shot it ends with too, where the camera is like a low angle, like a shooting up on him, mm-hmm. kind of from the ground level, where it just in trees it looks pretty badass. Yeah. So as much as I want to poo poo it, uh, it looks pretty awesome. So the History Channel is stepping up their game. This is rare for them. Usually they don't do anything outside Nazis in World War II, and I strode truckers, so um, good for them. I don't even know. That's like so dated that statement there. <laughs> So General Grant is played by a guy named Justin Salinger, um, who in his picture, yeah, with a beard, I think he he could uh, definitely look like Grant. And, you got that pulled up? Is he in anything that we would know him from? Uh, let me see here. Once Upon a Time in London, he's in a TV series called Hannah. Hannah Montana? Love that yeah. show. <laughs> Hannah Montana. Uh, he was in Doctor Who, Tasker from 2017. He's been in a few different things. I think he's British, judging by his uh, resume. He's been in a few British shows. Um, and yes, I have to have a look. General Sherman is played by Jason K. Ralph, who there's no photo of him. But to me, he uh, the one thing I noticed about Grant and Sherman when they were standing there is Sherman stood a little bit taller than Grant, and that's accurate. Sherman in real life, I believe, was around 5'10", and Grant stood about, I think, 5'7", or 5'8". So to me, the height thing was actually, I don't know why I picked up on that detail, but I really appreciated seeing it in the trailer. And I like that it opened at that moment in Shiloh, because that was really the trial by fire for for grant and it was a battle he was heavily criticized about afterwards the sherman grant exchange they picked like the iconic sherman and grant lines about at shiloh's which i I thought was an interesting choice to include in the trailer because that's kind of like the you know i think a lot of people are a lot of people like us are tuning in just to see how they're going to show that so it was cool super dramatic Uh, i think the staging of it seemed to be accurately portrayed or at least how we've kind of come to know it underneath that tree kind of you know having the devil's own day line is just so powerful and iconic and accurate from what we know um so i thought it was an interesting choice to include that in the trailer but i think it really showed kind of there i think they're really showing what they were what they were actually doing so yeah like that's gonna pull in i think that moment right there is gonna pull in any civil war geek um, I know for me, it was like, oh, they mentioned that that moment. Now, for somebody that doesn't know the history of Grant or Sherman, they might not know that that is a very iconic moment for them, not just in their friendship, but in, you know, the Battle of Shiloh, where the background of that is Sherman's going to see him to say, like, we need to retreat, and he decides not to. 
and then Grant just says, yep, look him tomorrow, though. Um, it just, I don't know. That was when I had chills, and I had chills all the way through the trailer. You know, another thing I noticed is the historians, or I'm assuming they're all historians, uh, it wasn't just all white old males. No. So it was, uh, I think you had um, quite a diverse different cast, mm-hmm. age, race, uh, gender. So, Well, um, I don't know if you noticed or not because he was only on for half, you know, two seconds or so. Uh, but National Book Award winning author um, Tanahazi Coates was one of the people on there. Okay, that um, was yeah, nice. Because like yeah, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, God, that looks just like him. But it seems a little. Uh, he's a huge Civil War. I don't know, fan is the right mm-hmm. word. I mean, he's a historian. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. He's the one who wrote um, Between the World and Me, um, among other things. Uh, we were eight years in power is another one. And then the water dancer as well. Um, but he's like, an, you know, he's given several interviews about how he's like super obsessed with the civil war. Um, so the fact that he's going to be on there, he was the one who delivered the, the, the line or said, you know, he came from nothing or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And I really liked how they not only were showing, like, I think they, in the trailer combined the diversity of, they're historians with multiple perspectives on Grant. So like they're showing how they've got all, you know, all different types of people or, you know, a diverse group of historians talking about diverse interpretations of Grant at the same time. You know, he's our first bona fide military hero and a belligerent drunk and came from nothing. And I just think it was kind of cool that they're already showing like you're going to get a full, hopefully a full picture of Grant, lots of different perspectives. Um, I'm trying to find a list of the historians who are on there. I know for sure that that was Tanahazi Coates. Like, um, he's definitely in there, but I don't know the others. You know, definitely getting a multiple perspectives will be nice because that hasn't always been the case, um, especially when it comes to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually it's been a white, old male-dominated uh, group. But yeah, yeah so. and if you're going to approach multiple perspectives, it's like a somewhat of a southern historian and somewhat of a northern historian who yeah. are both white men. So yeah. yeah, and I think Grant is having kind of a, and I think they touched on this in the the trailer. He he's starting to be seen differently than what he was in previous years. Like he's starting to be reevaluated by historians like White and Chernow, who Chernow is involved in in this. Um, and I know like Grant, like they say in the trailer that he was a horrible president but from what i've read that reevaluation is that his presidency wasn't as bad as what was once written about there seems to be kind of this reemergence that like let's reevaluate and take a look at what he did when he was in office and it seems it's coming out a little bit more positive than what it was so hopefully the the documentary pr- portrays it that way yeah. with him the play uh devil's advocate uh chernow is got the writer credit mm-hmm. and this malcolm van ville he is like uh he was born in 62 english mm-hmm. dude so you know the most two most important roles writer and director on it are being occupied by the good old white male so yeah. but but hopefully they um don't dominate the analysis of grant that we'll get um, just really, I just did kind of a quick search just to, um, I, honestly, I Googled who the grant historians are, um, and, you know, kind of the well-known ones in the field. Um, this historian for, named Joan Waugh, W-A-U-G-H, mm-hmm. is definitely one of the historians who's on the, going to be in the documentary. She's a historian at UCLA, um, specializing in 18th uh, sorry 19th century american history expert on the american civil war its aftermath in the gilded age so clearly somebody whose um expertise is uh appropriate for the, the content um for sure she's written she wrote uh, u.s grant american hero american myth um so she appears to be an expert for sure um and she'll be on there um so I'll see if I can track down maybe some of the other historians, but um, I do like the the whole idea of conflicting narratives about Grant, the mm-hmm. title of her book, 
um, definitely buys into that idea, which is super cool. Well, I think he's very complicated figure in history. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Like I know, I I think I'm going into this so positively because in 2007, History Channel released a documentary called um, Sherman's March and the trailer for it and the opening for it was one where they had like, they were saying like, he's a monster. Like that's what the narrator said, but the view of it was one that was very balanced. It talked about, you know, it did talk about the stuff that he did that was wrong on the march, but it also presented him in a view that wasn't the Southern point of view where he's being portrayed in a completely negative light. It was a very good telling of the story with different historians. So I'm going into this positively partly because of that, that that was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen about Sherman. I mean, based on the trailer, as far as production quality looks, um, you know, the historians that seem to be involved with it, the fact that they were giving us two sides, multiple perspectives to grant. I mean, this seems to have everything um, in line to knock it out of the park. Um, the one thing that worries me a little bit is the trailer was up and then it went away and now it's back up. Um, you never know why that is. It could be many different reasons and maybe has nothing to do with the film itself. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited. And when do we have a date? An air date? Yeah, it's Memorial Day. Memorial Day. I I think oh, they dang. probably brought it forward because of COVID nineteen mm-hmm. to I don't know, kind of patriotic, I guess. Well, I think they know there's an audience because the Bulls documentary did that on ESPN, which is fantastic so far, The Last Dance. Mm -hmm. So I think it's part, they had Memorial Day to play it into, and you have a captive audience right now. Yes, yeah, exactly. There's that captive audience. The one thing I'm worried about as a Canadian is when I go click on any, like, writing to do about the miniseries, like the website, it kicks me back to the Canadian History Channel. And I can't Mm. find anything about it. So I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to watch this documentary, which is really pissing me off right now. I'll bootleg it for you. Hopefully it'll be available for streaming because I know the Jordan documentary, the day after it premieres in the the U.S., it's on Netflix. It's on the international Netflix sites. Um, So that's pretty cool. Um, The one thing i'm a little nervous about is just the kind of the the build up you know p- you know the payoff from a huge build up sometimes is mm-hmm. can be a letdown i remember distinctly um um that history channel documentary the story of us i think it was called yeah they had like huge hype they, they it was every commercial on every history channel show very they put a ton of money into it. They had like this super cool CGI rendering of the Statue of Liberty before it turned green when it was all coppery and showing, you know, immigrants working on it and stuff. And it was just like this super cool patriotic American history kind of thing. And it was awful. Mm-hmm. Like it was just stupid and kitschy and super like surface treatment kind of stuff and like really over the top, you know, flag waving kind of stuff, you know? So maybe I'm selling it short because the, the buildup was so huge. Cause I remember thinking, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to use this in class. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to watch every episode. And I got about halfway through the first one. I'm like, this is awful. You know, you got people who are not historians talking about stuff that's, you know, no disrespect, but I remember distinctly um, P. Diddy was, was one of the speakers talking about how hard Amer- Americans just work hard. I'm like, fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good perspective, but like, this is the History Channel, y'all. Like, this guy, <laughs> we need some content. We need some meat here. Um, so I, I, it looks like the historians that they chose for this definitely are going to provide that. This seems to be much more of a of an academic documentary as mm-hmm. opposed to a entertainment one, although there's going to be certain elements of that well, um, I, as well. I'm hoping my worry is it won't give us a deep dive that we want. It'll just be kind of surface grant. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry, but um, hopefully like the surface grant 
that's where the cool visuals come into play. Yeah. You know, that keeps you intrigued in there. You know, like all the stories we know, they're going to reenact that. We get all that, you know, the Shiloh, the different battles, you know, the cool, like, uh, stories and stuff we were talking about earlier, interaction between him and Sherman. And then it's the historians that are giving us the deep dive, the analysis of, you know, why did this occur? Was this right? Was this wrong? This is Grant, you know, stuff like that. That I think would be a great mix. Uh, because you can keep moving people along who maybe don't know as much about Grant with mm-hmm. the entertainment value that will come from the beautiful images, which it seems to look beautiful. I mean, to me, I'd love to know what the budget was on this. Um, yeah. It had to be, and what it compares to other history docs well, on your channel, because it looks um, like if you're going to do a whole season of this, you're, you're looking, I mean, it's not far off of like Game of Thrones and stuff like that, I would argue, as far as production mm-hmm. value-wise, so... Well, I think um, when you've got someone like Cher now in there who's famed from Hamilton, um, and I think that is the kind of, you know, when I talk to people who they're not as into the Civil War, but they're like, oh, I read Grant by Cher now. Yeah. Like, I, it's kind of become, I guess, I'm not putting Cher now by saying this. I don't want people to think I am, but kind of the celebrity version of his biography, like the popular one, um, whereas there's well, other biographies out there. I mean, sure. Now his name's going to help sell it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in the in the thing, what's the one name that we saw first? Leo. Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio. His name pops up in there because that's what's going to get people to watch it, whether yeah. for good yeah, or he bad. Essentially, yeah, he signed a check. I would yeah. imagine. I'm sure he had some say over what he's where his money yeah. was going. But um, and I have read a fair amount of Chernow's. I, I read Hamilton. I read Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to read his Rockefeller mm-hmm. uh, biography that's actually next on my list just because the topic interests me. I don't know. I, I just want to read it. Um, I think they're good. I mean, you know, he, he won the Pulitzer, <laughs> you know, yep. you know, that's, he's no slouch. No. Um, but he's, he's more, and I don't know if I'm, you know, potato, potato, but more of a biographer maybe than a his, historian. Yes. You know, I think he does immerse himself in his subjects. I think he does his research. Um, but there's a, there is a difference between, you know, somebody uh, like the like the Dr. Waugh from UCLA, who's like the expert on the late 19th century in, in the United States. Like that's mm-hmm. that's her work. His work is as a biographer. So, yeah. like, there's only so much you can do if you immerse maybe five, six years of your life in Alexander Hamilton you know, you're going to write a heck of a documentary or a heck of a biography. And he did. Yeah. And I'm sure he did the same with Washington. And when he wrote that book and Grant, um, and then of course he wrote a book on Rockefeller and, and among others. Um, so yeah, I think it, it, it'll, I, you know, I think that they're good, but as far as, you know, how they stack up, cause you know, the, there's the, his grant book came out within weeks maybe of Ronald White's yeah. American Ulysses. And they were like shockingly similar in length and publicity and marketing. And, you know, it was really interesting how they both came out at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ronald White is more of a Civil War era historian. Yeah. Uh, while Chernow was a biographer. Um, but I think that, you know, they're both, I th- you're not going to get a bad experience no. reading Chernow. No, it, I mean... And I, I thought his, his Hamilton book, I think, is is pretty... Well, is basically accepted as the mm-hmm. the Alexander Hamilton biography. Um, I'm sure there's some that are a little more scholarly. Yeah. But as far as, like, an accessible... Because, I mean, we're in the Lincoln world where it's like, you know, well, which link, what, what type of Lincoln biography do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you can... Would, would you like one that's 300 pages? Would you like one that's, you know, 2,000? multi-volume single volume about his religious life about him as commander-in-chief you know about one speech about one day about his trip to washington you know on and on and on and on whereas other subjects don't we don't have that um mm-hmm. so i think that that having turnout assigned to it or, or given the writing credit and paid and being a part of the process mm-hmm. probably is part of his name recognition yep but it probably also is um he knows his stuff yep i think 
Oh, well, I mean, the, the book he wrote about them, about him is, is gigantic. And like I said, I haven't read it yet. I've kind of skimmed through it, read, read a few parts. I love American Ulysses by White. Mm-hmm. The one thing I heard about Chernow was just his focus on Grant's drinking, which that's why I need to read the book for myself to see, okay, what are people saying about that? And my, didn't really. No. Um, yeah, very, I was actually surprised by that. The, the, the drinking was, he did not. To, to my knowledge, now it's been a year and mm. a year and some change since I read it. But as I remember, he never gives any anecdotal stories of him being drunk. He talks about some different historians who have claimed that, but he kind of dismisses it as mm-hmm. as blown out of proportion and sometimes apocryphal. Um. So yeah, and I think that, and he actually offers some historic record to mm-hmm. say that it really wasn't that 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 much of an issue yeah yeah because it it seems like i just finished a book about vicksburg a few months ago where the author was basically like putting the evidence out there that grant there was a few times grant went on the uh, bender in that campaign which i might touch on in our upcoming episode about that in a few months um but yeah it's just i i wonder how they're going to treat his drinking in this um like miniseries that's actually mm. something that's very I don't know I'm I'm interested to see that because it's something that people will use it against him almost like I, I mean I, I mean it was part of I mean there it seems to be you know most signs that it definitely was a struggle that he had yeah now I think part of the problem is our society we hear alcoholic or we hear somebody struggles with alcohol that that's somebody who's you know uh, three sheets to the wind 24 mm-hmm. seven, which isn't the case. And so I think it's part of a cultural understanding of what it means to have a struggle with yep. um, alcohol too. And then the point I, I was saying with Chernow, I, I think part of the reason Chernow, it, it worked out perfect. I mean, Grant is in Chernow's name. Mm-hmm. You got DiCaprio, another name attached to you. you get more of these names. It's an end thing. It led to a huge budget. It looks like, yep. and that's only going to benefit us. Yeah. So um, as long as they execute, because they were given, it doesn't look like if this fails, which I don't think it's going to based on the trailer, but if it's a failure, it's not going to be because they ran out of money. It doesn't look that way at all. (laughs) So that's always uh, because we know we've all seen we're in the history and we've seen the history low production doc. Oh, yeah. The low rent documentary. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And we've sat through many of those and that this is not going to be that, though. Yeah. I think that the fact that you have you know, at least a few very well-known historians and, you know, like I don't see, well, Chernow for one Coates for sure taking time to be part of a documentary unless it was like, yeah, they're seeing, you know, I'm sure, I mean, obviously they're getting paid. Um, but like, you know, Tanazi Coates, I'm guessing his speaker fees are, you know, he could probably speak three or four times and make my yearly salary. Um, and deserve it and earn it. You know, I mean, so like, you know, I don't think, um, you know, his, his last books have been number one on the bestsellers list and everything else. Like, I don't think, um, he would sign on to this unless he believed in it, you know, like, um, and, and, and liked, liked kind of the work and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, well, he's a brand. I mean, these historians now, especially the famous ones, who can charge, you know, high that their their own brand and they're not gonna tarnish that, nor should they. No. Right, but his no. brand is not eighteenth century history. Yeah. His his brand is is twenty seventh or twenty nineteen, yeah. twenty twenty social criticism. Um but then again, he's also an amazing person. He 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 writes Black Panther comic books and like deeply intelligent essays so and a novel you know like his hobbies instead of us podcasting for free are or podcasting to a limited audience or get to write one of the coolest co- uh yeah. you know comic book characters stuff and uh being a cool documentary man we need to get to his level yes well he's yeah he's 44 too so i got, I got three years not, four not years that much to, older to, get, than to get to that level it's yeah that's <laughs> insane um so, well, yeah, if you haven't read Between the World and Me, read it. It's amazing. I need to add his books to my list. So I think we're all in agreement that we're pretty damn excited 
about this trailer. Well, and I wouldn't put the word damn in front of my, I would say excited. Okay. Well, there's a little cautious optimism, I think. Yes. But, um, I'm going to say I'm pretty damn excited about it. I used yeah. another word last night to uh, Jerry. He won't repeat it on this show. But <laughs> Nick probably would, but I won't. Anyway, we're excited about it. Yeah, I agree. I am too. Um, and um, I, I'm pretty sure once it airs and we've all seen it, which hopefully here in Canada I can find a source for it, we will devote an episode to it. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe is, is it playing? What is it going to be, three weeks in a row? Or is it three episodes back to back? I'm not uh, sure. Because it's three episodes, right? Yeah, I would imagine like yeah, well, a week at a, a that's time. That's a good sign, too. I think the fact that they're making it three I mean, it's a yeah. three-episode documentary. I'm guessing they're two hours each over about one person. It's going to be It's going to be cool. It's going to be yep. It's going to be well done, I think. Yeah. Dude, um, doc series are great. It used to be you try to make it as short as possible, and now it's like on the complete opposite way. Well, it's like I, I watched Killing Lincoln again a few weekends ago, and um post about it on twitter and i got some fe- like you know people saying oh yeah i've watched this it's i really like it and then someone said i wish they had made it into a mini series and focused on the trials on the conspiracy of it especially on mary surratt and done more of that because it was such a well-done documentary and yeah i do agree i wish they had taken it a step further and done the trials of the conspiracy. So- they're not releasing much, but it premieres on Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, Sunday, May 25th, uh, nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock central. It's two hours, but the first it says grant art of war trailer. So I don't know if they named the trailer art of war because it was largely a war focused trailer, or if like one of the two hour episodes is called art of war. So if they're going to do like a early life civil war presidency, um, I would imagine they'd probably do two civil war, like one bio civil war up to him coming east, a whole episode on him in the east, mm-hmm. and then and then a presidency episode. I would guess. I, so. I want military, which is very short, mostly civil war, president memoir. Yeah. So, like, you're gonna see two hours of the actor sitting on the porch, well, like, writing after, his memoirs, literally not able to speak. Yeah. How long did he live after his presidency? Um, he died in um... not that long. Oh, I I know know that. That. We should have done more research for this episode. I'm gonna watch documentaries to learn more about Ulysses. Dad. Yes, um, he died in 1885. Yeah, so not long at all. So no. okay, okay, you can't you can't do it my way. Never mind. You know what I would do though? I would do Grant Civil War, Grant Presidency, Death. Last episode, Chester A. Arthur. <laughs> Well, that makes no sense. No, it I doesn't. Know, I mean, skip, want, skip Hayes, Skip Garfield. This is just back to me wanting a Chester, movie on Chester A. Arthur. So. We have had our Chester A. Arthur reference for this episode. We are still writing for the other reference that we usually get. No, you know, this is so far off topic, but like, I don't think it's a throwaway point because when you look at going from Lincoln to Johnson to Grant, then you go Hayes, Garfield. Arthur, like the the evolution or de evolution of the presidency, <laughs> you know what I mean? From like Civil War, Civil War heroes, uh, Hayes kind of sells, well, 100% sells out the, the reconstruction initiatives. We'll never know how good get, Garfield was because he was shot. Right. And then you get to Arthur, who was like grifter and, you know, uh, the this, you know, very much the corruption. And then you get into that corrupt um, political machine era. There's not that's that's not nothing. That's interesting stuff. Mm. So yeah, have we no. discussed the trailer now? I think so. Okay. I think so unless you guys want to do a shot by shot breakdown. It is a little weird though when like the beginning of the trailer like they show a young, I'm guessing private, uh get startled by a cannon shot which I'm like I don't know where that fits in the narrative, but it was well, it was good good filmmaking built some suspense yeah i think it's just the fact that shiloh was a surprise and yeah they uh sherman and grant both caught got caught by surprise that day yeah it's a couple interesting things not to not to drive it too far into the ground but no i wonder if they'll have some dramatization or recreation of the mexican war 
Yes. And like what they'll do for that, you know, and like, like how deep are they going to go into his, his early life and, um, what, you know, like he had a lot of military posts out West where he was super far away from his family. And, um, those kinds of things were really important to understanding him as a person. Um, and I don't want to buy too much into the line from Ken Burns, the documentary, but how they call him a a failure and everything, but marriage and war. Um, you know, his family and his wife is a very interesting, Oh, I think she probably, important person. I think Julia probably will be a focal point in, <laughs> I hope, in the documentary. Um, but yeah, be, yeah, getting back to your point about the Mexican War, the interesting thing about that is just that, that Grant, um, wow, your glass is the best. I just oh, noticed your, your yeah. glass. <laughs> that, that was my, hey, squirrel moment for this episode. Yeah. It's my ADD my moment. My Star Wars ones are all. Uh, yeah, my ADD sure. just kicked in there. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite bands. It's the Beatles. Oh, way to go on the limb as one of my favorite bands. Just giving you a hard time. No, you're not giving me a hard time. <laughs> Nick always gives me a hard time. Um, anyway, <laughs> for the squirrel moment there, um, the point about the Mexican War is that Grant didn't agree with that war at all. And... I think if I'm remembering the quote correctly, he believed that the civil war was part like had that somehow had led to it, or it was just like, he thought that they would somehow be punished for that war, that he thought it was a very unjust war. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, that's a future episode of this show for sure, because I, I think it's a fascinating conversation when you look at what the Mexican American war did, not, not maybe just politically, but like, like Jefferson Davis emerges as a hero mm-hmm. and his military experience is very important. Um, and it leads him to become secretary of war among other things, you know, and you have grants grant really his experience there, I think is underrated. He yep. did a couple good things over there, but it was also this, you know, it's a forgotten war, I think largely. Yeah. Looking at our imperial history and um, our treatment of people from Mexico and the indigenous people of the West, mm-hmm. I think it's it's overlooked often. Um, but I think that there's there's definitely some elements of that, some parallels to the Civil War for sure. Yeah, well, I think just the fact there were so many Civil War generals that fought in that, and they fought together mm-hmm. in the war, and then they well, were yeah, I think apart. there's this myth that like this myth that the Civil War is just a bunch of like farmhands and you know factory workers and you know docks workers and boatsmen or whatever like just run into this jolly experience mm-hmm. of war when there were the officers had experience yeah like large many of them did and and they knew each other too and you know um i noticed in the cast list like longstreet young longstreet is a character in this grant miniseries he was related to grant through marriage Mm-hmm. He was his. Now, there's some controversy as to who exactly he was at Grant's wedding, but the way I can put it into modern day terms is he was he was Grant's best man at his mm-hmm. wedding. That's and Chernow, I can. If, his book played that up big. Yeah, like, it was it was a it was a major, because um, they had a few exchanges during the war, and um, those were, and it may have, it may feel like it was big because those. I was super interested in those anecdotes of the grand story. So I was yep. like, Ooh, you know, like I was really keying in on those particular uh, elements of the book, but yeah, the, the, the long string grant um, intertwining of their lives and crossing, crossing of paths is, is just super fascinating. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think we'll get a little peek at our boy, Abe? He's in the trailer, yeah. man. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. There's a silhouette. Oh, I, I, the silhouette I silhouette. Do we see? Do we get extended Abe, or do we just get little like silhouettes Abe? I, I think I we're going to get extended Abe. Me, I think we'll get some ex- because it's an actor. No disrespect to Lincoln presenters, but like sometimes you'll see like Lincoln presenters that we're familiar with doing doing that kind of work because they look so much like Lincoln, um, but the performances are, aren't built for film in many cases. Um, but it looks like this is he's an actor who's who's been in some other things so i would imagine he's gonna have some dialogue i'd imagine you get like 
like you know the what is it like New Year's he ends up out there at the White House. Yeah. So where he yep. first meets him, and then City Point, right? And then do we get that too? Yeah. You, you think oh, they're I, all, why like, we better get you, some I mean, City Point? How did, they're they're going to tell the story about how he came into Washington and he was the talk of the town, and nobody yeah. nobody recognized him, and he you know he signed into his hotel, and nobody nobody really registered that it was him. Yeah. So and then he goes to the White House and like Seward makes him because Grant was like, you know, only stood about five, eight, which I guess was the average height for the for sure. the time. Mm-hmm. But in such a crowded room, Seward makes Grant get up on this couch. And Grant was, I think, quite an introvert and didn't like the public spectacle. So for Seward to be like, here, get up on this couch and waved everybody was probably Grant was well, like, what have I got myself into? Well, first of all, it's getting up on a couch. You ever try standing on a couch? It's awkward enough as it is. Well, yeah. So with the cushions, um, depending what type of couch it was, although it probably was like a stiff, very uncomfortable couch. Yeah. In the house. That's right, what I've I meant. I've done a slightly a little bit more work. I, we do have the three episode titles. Okay. Yeah. Throw them at us. Episode one, Unlikely Hero. Episode two, Lincoln's General. Ooh, episode, wow. episode three, Freedom's Champion. So I'm going to pick and predict that the first episode is going to take us from his, like, obviously his early life right through to Shiloh and end with that lick him tomorrow moment. I was just going to say the same yes. thing. Like, I don't think it's going to end with Shiloh. I think it's going to end in the middle of Shiloh. Yeah. So where does the second one end then? Then the war and then... I I yeah. think yeah I'm trying to think of a pivotal moment. Either the war or him winning the election. I'm trying to think if there was a moment when he was in the east where it was really looking dire for him, and I want to think some of the wilderness, <laughs> the crater, and all that, where he was known as the butcher. That I'm wondering if they'll take it to one of those points. Are the runtimes so, two hours on each of those? I believe so. Yeah. So and this this is this is when you get into a deep dive IMDb speculation, but. Uh, the actor who plays Abraham Lincoln is in three episodes. The Robert E. Lee is in two. Ooh. Julia Grant is only in two. Oh, but man. there's a young Julia Grant who's in two also. So mm. the character's probably in, I would guess, three. Oh. Halleck is, there's an actor that plays Halleck. Yeah, there's an actor that which, plays Sheridan. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be... be be kind of just I know I was looking at the cast list and be like oh my god this better be on in Canada because I'm like this is really exciting I'm actually Uh just you know thinking Robert E. Lee now the surrender at Appomattox you're gonna see you're gonna see Mark Twain uh there is there is an actor that plays Ulysses Grant at eight years old okay uh there's a young Sherman Frederick Douglass is gonna show up Sherman himself whoever plays the character you know General Sherman is only in one episode hmm so that's interesting. Now this well, is just IMDb. Yeah, hey. this is just IMDb. So, um, and there's also, you know, a lot of missing people who are for sure going to be in it. You know? Yeah. Um, I would guess, but maybe not. There might be more historians and less of this um, <coughs> dramatization. The one thing I will say, and if we wanted to wrap this part up, I'm sorry, I keep bringing it up, but no. one thing that made me slightly <laughs> nervous is they there's that dramatic line. He's like, we have something that they don't. And then it's like dramatic music cut to an action scene purpose. Like great line. But I'm like, that was almost a little bit too much drama. Like I'm almost like maybe tone that down a little little bit. Yeah. Cause I, I promise you that there are a bunch of people with different views who felt very much that they had a purpose. Yeah. Um, It just wasn't, you know, I hope we get, I hope we get no narrator. I hope that narrator was just for the trailer. And then the only talking that we hear, like narration, would be just before we cut or cutting out of a sit-down interview. That's what I would prefer. That's you don't a need big narr- decision, though. I mean, you, you can speak to it better than anybody, but that's a big decision in documentary work. Yeah. Like, do you have narration or not? And do, you have the, do you have the content that you need? And You know, Ken Burns' style, you have to have a narrator. Yeah many of the documentaries you don't yeah and- i think with this many talking heads and doing reenactments and like acting out scenes there's no reason why you couldn't do it I'm not saying it would be easy um my personal preference i would not want the narrator voice 
So that's what I'm hoping because I think if we don't get that, then I think it will be more of like powerful, like the reenactments will be more powerful, more substance there. Mm-hmm. And that also means we probably got more substance um, out of the interviews as well. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem is you're, you're like, will there be a lot of, I don't have a problem with it, but a lot of like reading or whatever, like, you know, do they put a lot of text on the screen of, you know, Grant was born and yeah, blah, I don't blah, want blah, that blah, blah, either. Blah, blah. No, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like that. I just, I don't know. So, dang, what, oh, what do you think the breakdown is going to be of talking heads versus reenactment? I think there's going to be a lot of the reenactment in it. I'm going to guess 60, 40, 60, 40. I'm hoping like 70, 30. Yeah. I'm going to no, go. 60, that's 40. a lot. That's a lot. It's it's one of those things. They spent so much money. I mean, you don't build a set like that, Mm-mm. and you know, have it be less than fifty percent. Yeah, like we're not creating a battle scene where we're blowing people's arms off, unless we're going to do quite a quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm very interested to see how they interweave the talking head portion into the reenactments aspects of it. I mean, they do have two people with writer credits which would lead me but they also don't have anybody with a narrator credit but I mean if you're gonna have a writer credit I don't know like if your documentary is all talking heads the editor is essentially the writer do you still get a writing yeah. credit then or yeah you think with the writer that you're gonna have some good dialogue in the reenactments oh. and stuff like that you would think who's the other yeah. writer credit uh, there's uh, Nicholas Green. And Chernow? Got... No. He's not a writer credit? I th- okay, I, thought I so. don't think so. I want David McCullough no. to narrate it. I want David McCullough to re- narrate everything. I'd listen to him read the phone book. I was just going to say, I would listen to him read the phone book, too. I'd listen to Shelby Foote. I'd listen to Shelby Foote read yeah. anything. Yeah, oh, Shelby, yeah, if Shelby Foote's not available, which he's not. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> Unless he's a zombie. Yeah. He gone. So, Zombies don't talk. Since yeah, since I'm all about distracting us. In one summer, I visited my brother twice. The first time, uh, he had, they had like speakers come through his school all the time. Uh, this is in like 2003. I saw David McCullough on his book tour for 1776. Um, so I, I so I got a signed copy of that and a signed copy of Truman. Um, and he and it was he had a really. I told him I was a history teacher and he had something really nice to say. And then the second time, which was like two months later. Uh, this independent uh, representative at the time from Vermont named Bernie Sanders was the speaker. <laughs> Bernard Sanders. Like, this guy's got no chance. Like he is the most extreme liberal. Like you know, this independent from Vermont. Like I love his ideas. That speech was amazing. But I'm never going to hear from that guy again. <laughs> but I did shake his hand and tell him I was a teacher. So that was fun. Nice. Um. Well, if there's two writers and Chernow's not one of the writing credits, you have to think that that's the you know they're writing dialogue then yeah so that leads me to believe that you think it would lean pretty heavy on the reenactments like the 60 40 70 30 maybe even mm-hmm. um it's probably what you're looking at yeah and i think there's going to be a lot of lot of even the talking heads are going to be like take the take a voiceover effect yeah. like you know talking about the decisions yeah. they're making at shiloh or talking about in the hornet's nest or something and they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna be showing some Yes, intense, intense scenes while that's going yeah. on. So I, I think the documentary they did about Sherman, um, which unfortunately they took it off YouTube. I watched it a few times. They they had the talking heads, but they had the narrator. But they would have the talking heads, but it would be you know a reenacting scene. And I think that documentary was about actually it was more than sixty forty. I think it was about seventy thirty. Um, for the reenactments like they that was a big budget thing for them at the time in 2007 when they did that one i think nowadays to get the viewership you almost need to go that way uh, yeah. yeah for good <clears throat> well, one thing that's kind of encouraging is this is listed as a t- 2019 episode one was originally going to come out in 2019 so i actually think that's a good thing that they're taking their time you know pushing pushing dates back can be very good or very bad yeah yeah um or or anywhere in the middle um but i think it's good they're making sure they get it right um so yeah but turnout's got an executive producer credit along with leo um but he i don't see him as a writing credit at all oh then i was mistaken earlier but this is just imdb you know 
Yeah, I think um, I, lo- just, I love me some IMDb. Don't get me wrong. I, I think just judging by how the trailer was taken down and then now it's been put back up, there's a lot of maybe secrecy behind this that um, probably because they they don't want it to fail. Mm-hmm. Well, does does Real Splitter Nick have an IMDb page? No. Come on, man. I, and you call yourself a documentarian. Yeah. Why don't you have an IMDb? I don't call myself that. I call myself just uh, a teacher. <laughs> and a jackass. A, a teacher uh, who, who happens to go on the film, the film festival circuit? It's only been like a handful. Um, I'm just excited another Civil War. There's not enough Civil War movies out there. No, I, I just I never understood that. Why there is... A, compared to like all the books you see at the stores and... yeah. I just don't know. I don't know if it's too hard to recreate it. I mean, the what, what pops out? You got glory. You got what? Uh, Gettysburg. Gettysburg. Gods and generals, but you know that one's suspect. And then mm-hmm. Lincoln movie now, I guess. And yeah, yeah, I just don't know. Like, I think it'd be great. I always wanted to thought it'd be cool. Missouri fascinates me mm-hmm. with all the guerrilla warfare there. I always thought you could do like a cool like HBO series kind of following some like a family that's been split down the middle and tying in all these different aspects oh, you i i think you could like i'm it's not it's sort of civil war related i'm rewatching hell on wheels right now yeah like that's a really and i was thinking when i was started watching it again last week and i was like why can't they do something about the civil war like focus on yeah. eastern theater or western theater and just do a mini series on it or hell, just take one of those border states and just the family stories you could tell yeah. from just any perspective yeah. from any point of view, whether, um, you know, it's, you know, whether it's families with two kids fighting on two different sides, whether you're talking about, you know, um, what it was to go from, you know, being a slave to now being free. Uh, there's just reconstruction. Heck, you could do a miniseries on that alone right there. Mm-hmm. That could be fascinating to me, I think, but. Yeah, well, you can you could do like a fiction series, you know, or you know, like like you could have a series set on a plantation. I think could be, I mean, yeah, fictional characters in that backdrop. Yeah, yeah, like histo- yeah. historically yep. accurate. Like you know, yes. I, mean, I mean, granted, you're going to have to show rape in your in yeah some really sh- really really shit things to watch, but like you could, I think you know, it'd be. It'd be intense for sure. Yeah, this is the fangirl well, in me coming out, but I think Jeff Shara's series, Eastern and Western theater series, could be made into a mm-hmm. great TV show. Mm-hmm. Like all four of the books in his Western series, like that takes you from Vicksburg right through to um, the end of the Civil War. Well, now would be a great time to like this if you wanted to look at the original Secession to you know to erode away at the lost cause narrative i mean there's so much you could do yeah now can you get funding and all that for it you know that's I'm, that's probably why it hasn't been done i'm sure we're not the first three people to talk about it yeah um mm-hmm. and i'm sure there's been people with more money and more pull than us talking about it too so well and that, that's a shame that that's the thing to to pull away from that lost cause narrative which i find in this is getting a bit off topic but in shara's books they're is not lost cause in there. He's presenting it for what it is from a historical fiction point of view. Cause you have characters that you're in their heads, like on the Confederate side, but you're in their heads on the union side too. But he doesn't, you know, you know, he makes it well known that they're fighting about slavery and all that. Um, I, I definitely think there needs to be something that kind of starts eroding that myth away even further because it's still too prevalent in our society. You know what would make a freaking great biopic movie? I just looked at a book dealing with him. John Brown. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dude, John Brown has biopic Oscar nominated. You get the right actor in there with the crazy ass eyes that he. Oh, dude, that. You know, Steve, buddy, hit me up. We'll help you. Rail Split Nation will be right there as your consultant. Yeah. Maybe we can get Leonardo DiCaprio on that one. Leo Leo needs to be on John Brown. uh, Ken Burns is. The chapter of, on John Brown and um, episode one of Ken Burns' Civil War, they call him the meteor because I think yeah, Lincoln yeah. called him the meteor. Yeah. I think you're onto something, Nick. 
Start the screenplay. Yeah, I'm sure it's been out there. I think I've come across it before. Where there is, I think up, there so. is an old movie from the 50s or 60s about John Brown because I remember my dad telling me he'd watched it one night and he was asking me, "Have you ever heard of John Brown before?" And I said, "I'm like, I study the Civil War. Of course, I have." All, all you can hear, I'm, if there, I promise you, there are people in Rail Split Nation right now with Ed Beers in their head. John Brown. Yeah, John, John Brown. Brown. <laughs> Famous for only one thing. Yeah, another person I could we could listen to the phone book. Of course, it'd take him. His version would be a little bit longer Forever, than the other. Forever, which is okay because it's. it's yeah, dude, song. we need a John Brown movie. Send him to talk for Rich, Roger Deakins, and then Quentin Tarantino. Oh man, his hand on John Brown. I don't know if I want that actually. <laughs> actually, that I I just thought in like the Quentin Tarantino perspective on Lee and um. It's his face. The uh, Glorious Bastards yeah, Civil War edition. <laughs> oh my god! I did, I just since we're all about going off topic, I did just look up Ed Beer. Is still, still kicking it. Yep, he is Nin- ninety-six years old. Yep. Dang. And to um, bring us back on topic, we are almost at time and still need to do our weekly features. Book club next week. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> book club will be next week. All right, yeah, we're pretty excited about this uh, this new. I guess I'm more excited than I realized about you are. The, the grant. I still would not put the damn excited though. I'm excited. You're gonna bring me down for whatever I. No, well, we're gonna have an episode on it regardless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as we gonna should. Be tra- we're gonna be. Tra- uh, we're all gonna have to shed some tears if it's not available in Canada because I know. You know. I will. You, I will find a way. FOMO that we're gonna have. Yeah. I will and find a way. You and me tell Mary how great it was. Oh, yo, can you believe? Oh, you would have loved this part. I can't believe they. Yeah, you so guys will be texting me the night it's airing, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, Nick, did you see that? Wow, wasn't that amazing?" And I'll be sitting here. I can't watch it because I'm in Canada, and we didn't get any rights to air it in this country. <laughs> and we're gonna say, just be like, I, you know, they really should have called it a Sherman documentary. He was in it so much. <laughs> Like it really—it's just all about him. That was weird. <laughs> it better be airing in this country. Okay, so that is our discussion on the Grant trailer, which clearly we are excited about. Um, let us know what you think about it, because I'm assuming a few people in Real Split Nation probably watched the trailer and uh, have some thoughts on it. Um, we would welcome those. Just let us know what you thought of it. So we are going to move on to our weekly features now the first of which is of the people by the people who would like to go first i will i just pulled up facebook and (laughs) doing my last second (laughs) uh but anyways it comes from uh our facebook account you should join that if you haven't uh great conversations been happening on there and or actually i might just follow him abraham lincoln by kevin wood um he has a post basically about world book day um, and it's got like a little bit video of Lincoln talking about his love for Shakespeare. And now he is also offering his programs virtually. Uh, so, and one of these is from Library of Congress. So, um, the Abraham Lincoln reenactors, I'm sure, are definitely feeling the economic crunch since it's hard for them to get out there in person. But if you are looking to entertain your children, um, he is doing some virtual stuff out there. So, look that stuff up. And that would be great. So, and keep hanging in there to all of you, Abraham Lincoln reenactors and Kevin Wood. So, um, looks like a cool video. A Lincoln definitely loved to read, as we all know. So, he would have loved to celebrate World Book Day. Awesome. Um, I'm going to take an interesting approach to my of the people by the people. I don't have one, but I'm going to preemptively take one. So, whoever is the first person to post and somebody may already have and I missed it the best Lincoln slash Civil War but preferably Lincoln themed face covering to keep themselves safe because in Illinois starting next month we have to wear them when Mm -hmm. we go out in public so I'm going to have to sit at work with one on so it could be just a little beard facsimile that you kind of put on a face mask or maybe you know some sort of Abraham Lincoln, you know, face mask pun or something, but the first person to uh, post a picture of themselves in a Civil War or Lincoln uh, coronavirus face mask, I preemptively select you as my of the people by the people. And 
Let me know if I can order one. Nice. <laughs> Can we put that into our shop, uh, Rail Splitter? We could. Uh, yeah, like a Lincoln bandana. By the way, go to Teespring and look for the Rail Splitter podcast. You can order T-shirts. Shameless plug. But somehow we must have sold enough T-shirts. They said we've unlocked the ability to sell fanny packs now. Nice. Uh, oh, are you kidding me? Oh, wow. Hell so yeah. I, I yep. can log in and, and make some Rail Splitter fanny packs. And I think we can kind of tease a little bit. We may have some new T-shirt designs coming soon. Um, we've had an idea we've talked about that I think is going to be a very popular T-shirt. I just haven't gotten around to actually putting it out there. But soon. Nice. Okay, so my Of the People by the People is not... Um, I'm going to bring it back to Lincoln, but it's not going to seem like Lincoln or Civil War when I start talking about it. So I'm sure many of you know, um, this weekend in my country, we had a very tragic thing happen. We had a mass shooting in Nova Scotia. And um, it really threw us, you know, is not what we need it right now. It's not what anybody ever needs. Um, to top it all off the news i i just felt this past weekend was really negative even before that mass shooting it just seemed to be really negative so each day we our federal ministers give us a health briefing of you know what's going on with covid19 and one of them is dr Teresa tam and she has done a phenomenal job at explaining you know what we need to be doing letting us know what the numbers mean and um, she is our chief public health officer of canada but she on Monday spoke to us about mental health and like I was listening to her and it was very moving. Like I was crying about it because I was happy about what she was saying. Um, but she said to basically take a moment to pause and reflect and remember the power of positive voices and kindness. Um, there's lots of negativity or anxiety right now and that can really take over. And she said that we need to turn our attention and become aware of a single positive voice or act of kindness. And there's many negative, negative voices that are pushing us down right now, but one positive voice can raise us up. And she said, dark times throughout history, there are inspiring voices. And if you're feeling down, she said, turn to those voices. And if you can be that positive voice, raise people up with you. And she said that she had reflected on how positive Canadians have been throughout this whole crisis and all that. But when she mentioned history, it made me think that so many times, um, not just in my crisis, but in my life, I have turned to Abraham Lincoln for that positivity, for that hope. So hearing her say that and just speaking to us about history was like, it totally turned my day around on Monday. I was like, wow, that was exactly what I needed to hear right there. And it's not, sometimes it's not often that, you know, somebody who's in government can say something that, you know, really will be like, whoa, my day's now turned around. But she did. And I just thought that was, you know, it stuck with me all week. Well said. Yeah, our thoughts like go it. out to Nova Scotia and mm -hmm. Canada as well. Thank yeah, you. It's, uh, unfortunately, but a lot of Americans uh, can empathize, and it's it's a it's a shitty thing to be able to empathize for, but uh, it sucks. Well, as soon as Parliament is fully back in session, we are tabling legislation to ban um, assault rifles in this country. It's so amazing. Like our first step is like, well, we need to heighten background checks, and that's like a, a huge fight. It's it's yeah. reassuring to know that. Um, that all of our thoughts and prayers have created a ban on assault weapons, which is actually going to do something. So, yeah. so that's one like, you know, that's something positive. Good for Canada. News. For sure. So in our final segment is this week in Lincoln, I'm actually going to say it's nothing to do with Lincoln, but I think the poster for the grant miniseries is amazing. I agree. Him on, I'm assuming that is his horse, Cincinnati. Like that's, mm -hmm. That's a city, Mary, not a horse. What's the name Duh. of his favorite horse? Sure, whatever you say. But I'm gonna. What you got after the battles for Chattanooga? False. <laughs> Fake news. Lame stream media. <laughs> Fake news. It was Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati. Cincinnatus. Since it's Cincinnati, yeah. I was really. Oh, I actually might have uh, this week. Oh, no, here we go. Yeah, so that's like uh, my brother got this for me yet again. It's a record cover 
uh, the Wild Stallions, Bill and Ted's band, be excellent to each other. And we got Abraham Lincoln in there, of course. You know, nice. standing right by Genghis Khan. So there that is. Yeah, Circle K Records, baby. Wild Stallions. I like That's it. That's awesome. Okay, so any parting thoughts, Nick or Jeremy? Man, that person. That. <laughs> that guy who gave us two reviews for just randomly talking. God, I hope he doesn't listen anymore. Because <laughs> he's really going to hate this episode. He is indeed. I think we can blame this on COVID-19 and the isolation. I thought it was a great discussion about the trailer. It was awesome. I do too. I'm excited for it. And I yep. hope you all are too. Yep. And we'll definitely have an episode about the documentary itself. Yes. And please weigh in on the trailer. Let us know what you think of it. Um, more information comes out. We will post about it or, I mean, you guys are so great about posting on the Facebook page. Feel free to post about it too. So next week we will be covering chapters four through six in tried by war by James M. McPherson. Um, unless another major bomb of a trailer drops and we have to discuss it which i don't think that's going to happen um but anyway so until then keep walking the world's malice toward none and with charity for all and we will see you all next week